Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, my name's Sarah Morgan, and you're listening to The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. This is the second episode. Um, Thank you to everyone who listened to episode one with Alice Lowe, and thank you for everyone who said nice things about it. I am currently recording this introduction from underneath a duvet uh, with a Zoom recorder between my knees, which feels, you know, natural, nice and relaxed. Well, this week my guest is uh, stand-up writer John Luke Roberts. He's absolutely fantastic. If you're listening to this before April the 4th, and I hope you are, then please go and see his show at the Soho Theatre. It's called Stadad Up. That's S-T-D-A-D, up, like stand-up, but with the word dad in it. Uh, it's one of the best and weirdest and sort of most emotionally draining, uh, in a really good way, uh, stand-up hours I've ever seen. Um, and I really wanted to sit down with John Luke and talk to him about all kinds of things, including clowning. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy the chat that we had. Thank you for joining me, John Luke Roberts, here in <laughs> the BBC. <laughs> Where we have flagged a studio to record in. Yeah, are we? Are, you were going on record with that. I think that's all right, isn't it? Well, we might get it makes sued. Sound Somebody might lose their job over this. It makes us sound like we know people, which we do. We know someone who booked us a suite that's true, at the BBC, yeah, yeah, the and we're now talking into a Zoom recorder. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculously overqualified studio. There's space. so many buttons in this room. Yeah, we are allowed to be in here, and also we pay a license fee. Or I do. So I don't even live in the country at the moment, and I pay my license. Yeah. Fee. Well, actually, that's what. But tell us, can you, will you tell uh, listen what you've been up to? Uh, well, I'm training at um, what I would generally call clown school in <laughs> Paris, which is actually a theatre school taught by a clown, which includes a module on clown mm. near Paris. But it sounds better to say clown school in Paris. Yeah. But it, it, which affects, it sort of is that, mm-hmm. but it's not quite that. But there's a man, an old man with a drum who hits the drum and tells you you're not funny. Really? That's basically the teaching method, yeah. It's bullying. It's sort of shaming you <laughs> into progression. I- did you not realise? No. Oh, it's, yeah, it's. Um, I kind of had it in my head as it was just like very open, like a joyous, and, yeah, well, joyous no, massaging each other, sitting backwards on chairs. Oh, there's some of this. There's some of this. <laughs> Big skulls. Oh, there's none of this sitting on. There's none of missing the chairs. It's not quite clowning as you imagine clowning to be. No, no. But I'm then sure as I soon as, but then as soon as you try to explain, like, oh, so it's not like circus clowning. Oh, no, no, it, no. It's from the circus clown tradition. Oh, so you don't wear red noses? No, no, we wear red noses. But it's not. It's not what you like. It's funny. So at the moment we're doing vaudeville, which is the farce module. Nice. So we're doing Fado. French vases door slamming and, and started doing some Ionesco recently it's all about lightness and playfulness that's it everything you're doing is finding the pleasure in it finding the fun finding the game with people but you have to have fun and this has really clicked for me recently under such oppressive <laughs> circumstances that it's not like, I've realised I find it easier to have fun in the real professional world and to go on stage in front of a genuine paying audience who has some than I do in front of my peers at this right. theatre school and I'm starting to have an existential crisis about about this strange little detail that I am getting incredibly stressed and worked up about impressing an old man who I am paying to insult me. 
wow, this is like some that's some deep level S and M stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, that needs unpacking. So I haven't really, had any sex dreams about him, although I have had anxiety dreams about him. Right, and for me, often those are the same dreams. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm fascinated by this is because because this is a podcast about fear. Oh yeah, yeah. And I asked my guest to bring in three things that we talk about, mm-hmm. things that make them scared, and. One of the things I sort of try and include is going like, you can talk about anything, there's no judgment, mm. we won't, uh, you know, there's there's no rhyme or reason, phobias are phobias, we will, I will not mock you for your phobias. One thing, don't say clowns, because everyone fucking <laughs> says clowns, because, geez, yeah, we get it, clowns, creepy, whatever, I don't want to talk about clowns, ever. Yeah, yeah. And then, but actually, you have the opposite. <laughs> this is the, you're the first person I've met who is pro-clown. He's, I, well, who is a clown. About, who is yeah. a clown, who has colophilia? Oh yes, it's a phobia, um, isn't it? With a K, isn't it? Something I might like be that. pronouncing it wrong, but cluck, yeah. Cluck, um, cluck. <laughs> when I was three, I asked for Christmas from for a clown costume right. from my mother mm-hmm. or mum, as I call her. You were close. We've got closer over the years. Yeah, it's nice. you got formal. Yeah, from from, from, from Mrs. Roberts. Uh, <laughs> she so she made me this amazing clown costume. Yeah. Had like this big hoop for the in the trousers. With braces on, she so you know, there's, oh, God, she made it from yeah, scratch from stuff from, from with the same uh, age. Oh, Jesus, from uh, it, well, it was John Lewis. John Lewis now is a John Lewis right. company, but it was called Bainbridge because it was in Newcastle and it, okay. that was originally a different. Uh, it was bought with uh, by the John Lewis. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're my working class credentials. <laughs> and this amazing costume made up my face entirely with you know makeup, mm. the stuff in the eyes, and the big curly wig, um, and shirt bow tie, massive bow tie, red nose, and my brother. Now, it was kind of before clip art, right. uh, but there was still the, something more rudimentary than clip art, and the printer with those the holes in the side... Oh, Dot Matrix. Yeah, yeah Dot yeah. Matrix printer. Uh, I think my sister helped put the makeup on. My brother made a certificate for me oh. to say, you are officially now a clown. And I was m- put into this costume, and I was so excited about it, and given the certificate, and then was looked in the mirror <laughs> and burst into tears. <laughs> Because I thought, oh, I'm stuck as a clown for the rest of my life now. What a... I've made a huge mistake. Um, um, I made a huge, tiny mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I genuinely terrified that was what was going to happen to me. And it's the, the, the... I guess the irony of it is that that has happened to me. I was right. Well, no, you've confronted your No, fit. I was oh, right to right. fear that happening. Right, okay. uh, no, I was right that that was, that had, yeah. that was happening, that okay. I was going to be a clown for life. But and I was right to be scared. No, but you chose it. The whole You're kind like, of clown aspect of thing, it's all about uh, your happiness to be bad at stuff and the embarrassing yeah. moment. It, it's this childish kind of being on stage, being embarrassed, yeah. being your clown... But, and the whole process of going on stage yeah. and actually finding out what's funny when you do it. What's the thing you do that's funny what's funny about yeah. you which other people can't do and you go you don't get to choose yeah. i think and and you, you try to and you get it wrong a lot of the time but it turns out the the thing which you you're a bit upset about yeah is the thing which made you funny well you're Makes. i mean i want to talk about you on stage because you're you're edinburgh show this year I, brave is a really strange word when you're talking about comedy <laughs> but jesus fucking christ you're edinburgh show this year like it like you it's so raw and so mm. That's such a terrifying line between funny and just harrowing. Yes. And, um, and how... I mean, did you take a lot of testing to get to the... Uh, I mean, you, you may want to describe your own... Yeah, so the show is... Uh, the show... There's this kind of tradition... It's even a, the, even the cliché is a few mm. year, years old now of male, generally, comedians doing shows about their dads who have died. And the plotting of it is generally... Mm-hmm. I had a difficult relationship with my father, but I miss him now. He's gone. And my, my dad died... Um, my father died, or mm. dad, as I call him, he died. <laughs> uh, it took me longer with him. 
took me longer with him. He had to pass away first. He died not that long ago. How long ago was it? A year and a half ago. And I, um, yeah, I did an Edinburgh show about him and was wondering how... I, I knew I had to do it because it was taking up so much of my mental space. And I hit on the idea of, of performing the show as him. As soon as I had that idea, mm. I suddenly... It, I got very excited by it. And my dad was huge. Um, he, by the time he died, he... he, he yeah, he was, he was obese, morbidly obese, I guess. Um, and so I, I could really transform myself mm. into him. Like I, and, and in the show, I dress up as him in this suit filled with balloons to make myself very big and this big fake beard. That sort of seems come very much come from the clowning thing. Yeah, it's balloons on stage are in yeah, huge it's funny. trousers. It, it, it's certainly very clown-like clown while seeing you do this thing that is just... Well, I know. think it's... And I haven't really spent much time studying Buffon. I don't know. Buffon is kind of like... Some people call it anti-clown. It's nasty clown. It's mean-spirited. It's satirical. It's... Okay. it's I'm never going to forget that phrase now. Buffon. Yeah, it's like... Um, yeah. It's on the... You know, the kind of... The, the, the day of misrule on, on right, Saturnalia. Yeah. The, 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 the outcasts mm. and the, um, the lepers coming into society, yeah. being allowed in for one day to perform this show. The nasty And... Show. They perform the show and they want to um, satirise the mayor to the extent he'll walk into the crowd, see it, start laughing, realise it's about him and have a heart attack. That's the kind of aim of Buffon. And I think the show is really, it was quite mean-spirited in a way. Well, I'm not... Yeah. It starts off that way and then it changes and there's, yeah. you know, I couldn't just do a show attacking a dead man. It has to have some kind of, some heart at the, at the some... some but was he really that bad somewhere in it? Um, it's a really good show, and I highly recommend people listening to this go and see it. It's Soho Theatre. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about your the three things that scare you. That yes. I to talk about the first one is a conversation we have had off mic before. When I asked you to talk about a scary, a horror film, oh, and yeah. you said. Can I talk about this film? I don't think it counts as a horror film. And I was like, I don't give a shit. We're totally <laughs> talking about this because we have to thrash this out. I mean, I could talk about. There are horror films I enjoy. Yeah, but would you say I, you're a horror dude? Do you like being scared by films? Um, in my adult mm. life, yes. As a mm. child, no, as a teenager, right. it took me quite a long time, mm. and now I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So let's. So, but you said your favourite yes, horror yes. film. Yes. Is Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. It all began in this little shop. Oh, damn roses. Where, strange as it seems, something extraordinary happens. I'm afraid it isn't feeling very well today. Damn, no, it's not. What kind of a weirdo plant is that, Seymour? Tell me about your entire relationship with Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. Well, and I'm talking about the musical from the 80s. Not the, uh... uh not the Roger, Roger Corman. Corman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which with I've... Jack Nicholson in, which I've never seen. No, I mean, it's the same. Yeah, it did. When I finally watched it, it did make me think. I need to watch all of Roger F- F- Corman's films right. to discover what I can make a million-pound-making musical out of. Wow! Oh yeah, um, there must be more. Out there. <laughs> I. But did you watch it when it sort of came out? Was it child? Hang on, thirty, right? So, yeah, yeah. I was aware. Of it. it was one of those films. Where, you know that? I guess films in the late eighties and early nineties mm. to me were just films which had always been there. Yes. Because <laughs> the point at which you watch it, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, they're on telly film. every now and again, yeah. and someone's probably got the video. Yeah, yeah. like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. Those films yeah. are the films yeah. to me which have just always existed. Yeah. Can't and I think Little Shop. So I can't, I can't remember when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. I must have been quite young. Always really liked it. Mm-hmm. But it was only it was only a few years ago when I got the I saw that they'd released the Blu-ray with the original okay. ending. We're going we're going straight here. Uh, I'm we're sorry, not I don't even know stopping to, I, to pause and look at the scenery. We're going to go straight. No, here. But it was that I I became sort of un, abnormally obsessed by it. I, I've never done that thing of just 
of putting the same fi- watching the same right. film over and over again okay. and going oh what should I watch oh, I'll put this on and yeah. watch this with uh, the filmmaker's ending or yeah, with, the, with, the, with, with the original with the original with the original filmmaker's ending yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so much better as an ending it doesn't make any sense with the ending it was released with yeah so the ending it was released with for yeah. anyone who doesn't have we jump far too this is baffling isn't it no, are you going to edit this and move it around so it makes no, narrative it's sense absolutely fine We're okay. gonna, I, I, I assume anyone listening to this has seen Little Shop of Horrors yeah. in either of the two formats mm. if they haven't please just stop don't listen to this just go and watch Little Shop of Horrors it's fucking great the the original ending mm. for the cinema release, the one that is on telly, the one that was around as when I was a child, it is it has a happy-ish ending where at the cinema, yeah, 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 the, yeah. Where, where the plant the, the the plant is defeated. Yeah. Seymour and Audrey go off and li- live in the somewhere that's greenhouse, yeah, yeah. and there's a little tiny cutting of Audrey's in the garden at the end, just a little bit. Of, yeah, just the kind so of the, moment, yeah. the com the new one which came. I mean, this was in nine, the nineties. They came out with the they discovered there was this uh, they, they released the footage of this, the mm-hmm. ending in that was originally black and white in it was that was originally filmed in black and white mm-hmm. uh, and that's called the everybody dies ending which yeah, is yeah, the way yeah. the Broadway West End musical yeah, version yeah. ends my emotional investment Little Shop, Little Shop War is one of my favourite films ever yeah. and I love it's a trope that I think works brilliantly when it's done well which is uh a uh, slightly broken sex liking woman gets rest, get, gets white knighted by nerds <laughs> and yeah, yeah. new friend Roger Rabbit <laughs> those yeah. kind of films they're fucking great but it is based on the Broadway musical which is the Faustian Pact which yeah. is that he makes a deal with the devil or a talking plant yeah. in this case yeah. gets Richie's fame and fortune and the payoff is he has to die at the end yeah. now he doesn't die at the end of the original version he gets together with the girl who yeah, he loves yeah. and it's lovely and they go off and it's, it's probably the first time only in my life where I've gone I don't like the dark scary ending oh, really? thousands of pounds I've watched it once right. and it made me cry and right. I stopped watching well, it. Well, this is the, the... So the feedback from the screenings yes. they did originally yeah. was so down on the ending. Yeah, everyone they, hated the ending because they didn't know about Faustian Pacts. <laughs> it just doesn't make, it doesn't make narrative sense. That, I, I think it was the director, yeah, Frank Oz, mm. talking about it. Miss Piggy. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, it's Yoda. And it's directed know, it's by my, Yoda. It's, it's directed by Miss Piggy. It's directed by Yoda. The... Plants are amazing. They can never remake this film. The puppets, Do you know why they, the mouths are so good? Yeah, because they slowed it down. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. recorded it in like what two thirds speed or something, and yeah. then the, 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 they recorded it, and then they mouthed along. Yeah, so so it, the actors are, are, are lip syncing yeah. a, a much slower yeah. rate than the song actually is in order to match up with the puppetry yeah. going on Which with is the plants. Why plant. a CGI version will be shit because they won't. Oh, they work that they go. They're not doing that, are they? Oh, probably. They're probably always talking about it because the songs are amazing. The ending, the everybody dies ending. You yeah. like the everybody dies I think, ending because uh, yeah, there's yeah, lots yeah. of really great special effects in it. But they do so, both die. They, they, <laughs> like they die. But yeah, Frank Oz was talking about why yeah. that that on stage there's this kind of distance, there's this, and it's obviously it's an ironised kind of mm. thing. There's a detachment to the characters. Yeah, it's exactly. High camp, it's, and so you, the audience, is willing for they don't emotionally invest in these people. But yeah. with the close-ups of film, I think he says, yeah. then the the the, the actors mm. in it who are so um, compelling. Yes. The audience is really invested in them emotionally yeah. and couldn't cope with them being eaten by plants. Yeah. But it makes no sense for you to be able to make a pact with the devil and yeah. then get away with it. Because although they're very careful to keep you on his side throughout by all the time, he's never... Qu- he, d- he murders people, he does these things, but it's always... He doesn't quite murder them. It's always something else goes wrong. So the dentist, he's about to shoot him and then he dies from asphyxiation. Yeah. Or um, Mr. Mushnik, his boss, he's about to push mm-hmm. into the plant and then he doesn't quite... And the plant just eats him anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's all this kind of... He's, he stands back. It's he stands a, back, he lets a, things happen. Yeah. He's almost responsible, but never quite. Yeah. So you stay in his... But he 
he's responsible. And I he think can in, stop these things again in the original yeah. Broadway version, there is some. It's a bit more. Dark, it's a bit darker in that there's there's Mushnik. Uh, you know, he has a whole song that's kind of uh, a bit anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a staple of, uh, yeah, of musicals. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, but yes, it's uh, so. I think there's a slightly darker turn of Broadway music, but, and, and also when in the audience people come out dressed as plants Audrey oh, really? to the plant is a, the be- the best character in it like those mm. people come out dressed as bits of the plant vines fall from the ceiling oh. it's a lot of fun yeah, yeah, when yeah. the plants take over the world and but in the ending of the movie the people you love dying horribly uh, by yeah. being eaten in a uh, it, yeah and the world like, the world it, ending basically yeah, it's, but it's, yeah. so, it's so it's, it's it looks song. great yeah. it looks great yeah don't feed the plants yeah. that's the song isn't it it's and the, the final plant. shot in the original version mm-hmm. I wish I... This is it. Never going to see that in a cinema, <laughs> or maybe one day, yeah. when the, there's two of the huge plants yeah. on top of the uh, the, the Statue yes, of Liberty. yeah. And then while they're cackling away, <laughs> the words, the end, fly onto the screen. <laughs> and then an exclamation mark does, and then a question mark does, and then another exclamation <laughs> mark does. And then, in, like, Gremlins 2 style, yeah. a plant lurches through the cinema screen which you know has the effect yeah. of ripping and comes out and that's the final shot oh, what an amazing way to end a film yeah oh. can't cope with it at all I <laughs> just really cry <laughs> do you have an, I mean do you get emotionally I invested in films like that you have got a heart I'm emotionally invested yeah. in them but I know what's got to happen to them yeah you're, you're driven by story and, and, you, well no yeah. I'm not well I'm not on any not on a conscious level <laughs> but yes it doesn't make sense. What's your favourite bit about Little Shop of Horrors apart from the ending? From an early age, mm-hmm. it was Steve Martin as the nice, dentist. Yeah, I think I, that's everyone's entry as a kid. Is yeah, like he's yeah, the yeah. funniest? Yeah, 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 and Bill Murray is the masochist. As a, yeah, he's yeah. described as he's described as the masochist as his title in the credits, which is a, how I learnt the word. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be ma- is it masochist? Yeah. Oh it's, a, it's a very grown-up word you know for, what, for just, what is essentially a children's film. I had a flashback to an intensely embarrassing thing which happened when I must have been under 12. <laughs> I don't think it's embarrassing in retrospect, but at the time, playing Trivial Pursuit with my family on some sort of holiday, maybe in the right. Lake District, and the question was, which sexual act takes its... N- oh, no, I know already. Fuck. Which sexual act involving pain takes its name from such and such massacre? I sat there and said, I think I know the answer, but I don't... I think I know, and they said, no, just say it, just say it, just say what they... I think I know... Um, is it masturbation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it wasn't. Fucking Parker Brothers, man, that's the dark I know, years. I can't... It doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the genus edition, 1996, probably. Jeez, thank you for saying genus, genus. Mm. You did not say genius. No, which is, don't, uh, Yeah, those people have to die. Anybody yeah. calls it a genius edition. Yes, that's exactly... If, if they... If, you, and <laughs> you if, if them dying doesn't go down well with audiences, still don't change the end. Yeah, no. Yeah I, yeah, I don't care if people who say genius edition die. I do care if, if uh, uh, people I love in a film... Uh, played by Rick Moranis. <laughs> it got very dark, and there was this strange humming sound, like something from another world. And when the light came back, this weird plant was just sitting there, just you know, stuck in uh, among the zinnias. I could have sworn it hadn't been there before, but the old Chinese man sold it to me anyways for a dollar ninety-five. Right, should we talk about your second choice? Yes. Let's talk. Right. So the second thing, I, uh, the the email I sent you said, no, something from your childhood mm. that scared you. Think of my I, childhood? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So yes, this yes. is a film. Ah! 
twist the bones and bend the back. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts, witches, yes, thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back. <laughs> so you said that hocus pocus. Mm. It's and the, you have got a little bit goosebumpy. It's the first thing, thing that jumped into my head. Your moustache is bristling. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> Even on radio, they know now. <laughs> oh, I've got a moustache. Oh, I'm listening, to, I'm listening you, to him in a slightly you, creepier way. You could have come oh. up with something butch. <laughs> and you chose, because you're a raw, honest comedian, you oh, chose Hocus film, Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Well, it was the, it was the first thing that jumped into my... Yeah. Well, to be honest, <laughs> it was the first thing that jumped into my mind, which wasn't kind of um, mismem. Like, I, I wasn't going to um, say, my scary dad. Oh, God. So well, I went, well, um, no, I mean, I'm, no, I'm, I'm joking. glad. Uh, don't worry. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I was more scared of Hocus Pocus than my scary father. Um, <laughs> Rule of Three. A podcast presented by me, Joel Morris. And me, Jason Hazley. In which we talk to people who make comedy. About the films. And TV. And books. And records. And comics. And people. That make them laugh. She doesn't want people having a go at Martin, <laughs> even though she can. And that's true of... I mean, most of my friends are idiots, but they're my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I never really understood what Hans Solo did for a job. <laughs> you don't need to know anything more than, like, he's just sobbing while <laughs> being punched in the balls. They were just trying to make each other laugh in the office. You have to show a certain amount of contempt for your audience. <laughs> 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 Write your own jokes, good morning, you lazy bastard. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Rule of Three Pod. Rule of Three. Available now from all good podcastier. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. I mean, if we're talking lacquer, we need to go back to Polly, who's got <laughs> 28 cans of Elmet. It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, I was February. I that swing pool looks f***ing freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah, sorry. No, but it's important. He doesn't really acknowledge how grave... What his... an ocean of trouble Thank you. It is. This is why we got you on your there bloody screen. You That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at AlwaysTherePod. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat. <laughs> anyway, 
Okay, Hocus Pocus, a Disney film about the Salem witches, uh, written, I believe, by Arthur Miller. When <laughs> they... <laughs> Oh, it's an allegory. I didn't realise. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's an allegory for, wow, for the so many things. Oh, my God. Of communist oh, Yeah, yeah. So they come back. They're played by a, um, a Broadway star, a, a nun from Sister Act, and a woman who would go on to be... Shoe saleswoman, yeah. yeah. So a lot of shoes and a lot of family. Hey, she was also in um, uh, First Wives Club. She specialises in movies with three women. Uh, do you know what she's also great in that you forget she was in? Oh, there's four women in Sex in the City, aren't there? Yeah. That's a shame. And it's not a film. But I've seen Sex No, it is. Oh, oh no, you're right. There's two of them. I, I tried. Have you seen the second one? Yes, I have seen the second oh, one. Oh, my word. I've seen it many times. What? It's one of my favourite shit amazing. films. It's amazing. It's amazing. How they... Lawrence of my labia. That's oh. all you need to say to take me back wow. to that film. Mm. Let's. I, I like yeah. this transfer. I like this. This. Um. This. Uh, this yeah, way of not talking a, about yeah, the I know, thing. I'm, I'm, I really it's really good. It. You're gonna go. Hey, look, a shiny thing in the corner. <laughs> Come, little children, I'll take thee away into a land of enchantment. Come. Little children, the time's come to play Here in my garden of magic Tell me the circumstances in which you watched it. This isn't one of those films that's always existed No, you. you know this, what, I think, you know they're talking about blocking out... Um, <laughs> Uh, traumatic yes. incidents. Yeah, scabbing I, over I what it's yeah. when I first watched it. Okay. I have a vague recollection I watched it with my child minder Hazel. Right. I don't know why. It might actually be because I strongly <laughs> associate her with Bette Midler. I really want to say Hazel McWitch. He was uh. the witch from Rent a Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> no, here's a, she's, she's a, a she's a Geordie because she comes from where I live and she speaks like that. And she'd always used to see as a kid, she'd say, Oh, I'm mad, me. I'm mad. Oh, you must think I'm crackers after doing something which was neither really mad nor crackers and it took me years to realise oh no she's wonderful I love her oh but you just thought she was mentally ill and being really also she, called, she always used to call David ba- uh, David Bowie um, he's my man he is he's my man <gasps> So Did you get in touch recently? Well, she seemed fine about it. But this is the other thing. Like she used <laughs> oh, to. Oh, you saw her. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she still. She um. She well, this is going. To, my, she still does housekeeping work for my mum. Okay. Uh, I really. I, I, no, I've immediately lost. I now seem too. <laughs> I think too upper middle class to for people to bear, but they could probably tell anyway. Um, <laughs> it was a moustache that gave it. <laughs> well, not, uh, not everyone who's a, who's culturally appropriate. I'm going to drag you back onto this path. I'm going to make you talk focus, about focus. Focus. Oh. I love how you're fleeing. I yeah. I ever since I, so I must have watched it nine or ten. It's quite a like it's a light-hearted thing. A boy, a teenage boy, yeah, um, accidentally conjures up these three witches mm-hmm. who were sentenced to death yeah. centuries ago. Told, um, the plot hinges... This is quite weird, actually, for what I think is a U, or maybe a PG. Mm-hmm. Hinges on that teenage boy being a virgin and being very embarrassed about it because the witches need a virgin to cast their big spell and come back oh, permanently. Oh, clever. Um, and he's got a much... He's got a sassy, tiny sister, and there's a talking cat who was a boy who the witches turned into a cat who's their familiar still around somehow they try and kill the town by casting a dancing spell so everyone dances through the night and dies these are the parents of the boy involved and the boy has got to with the help of his friends and a zombie <laughs> who 
they get from the graveyard and they go to hide in the graveyard because being on hallowed ground means the witches can't have them although they're pretty suspicious about this but it's true uh, and the boy had a mezzanine room this is the most exciting thing he had two levels in his room his bed was upstairs and sets and I did think well that's desirable this is aspirational that's good at least I've got that comforting thing from this I film I mean this is painfully but awkward. having watched <laughs> it I remember more of the film than I realised I yeah, I couldn't it's like sleep like an emotional for, floodgates just I had open. to get I had to get my mum to check my privilege <laughs> <laughs> You wanted nah. a mezzanine bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you well, I didn't get a mezzanine bedroom. Uh, so he wanted a mezzanine bedroom. Yeah, I wanted okay. a. Me- I Sorry, didn't have a mezzanine. He had a mezzanine. You had to bedroom. get your mum to, to check my cupboards and under the bed for years. For witches. And this was the trigger for witches, for monsters. There were mm-hmm. monsters in the film as well. Isn't oh, witches? okay, monsters. It was a general. This just, I think, maybe this introduced me to the idea of supernatural fear. Right. Um, although when I was six and they were re-showing Snow White in the cinema I did ha- have to get taken out by my mum because I was too scared of the witch yes. but Teams basically movie. my introduction to fear was Hocus Pocus the Disney movie mm-hmm. and then I if I'm being partly honest my mum had to check my cupboards and under the bed till my early teens if I'm being completely candid I continued to check my cupboards before going to sleep until my early 20s this all seems completely reasonable I don't think it is reasonable. Do you, in the cold light of day, believe in the supernatural? Do you believe in the No, I don't. You no, don't. no, I don't, logically, you at all. believe in the other. And I've never seen anything that would make me think other. of... Yeah, oh, except once a glass broke in my kitchen. What? Yeah, and then I walked in and there was no glass. But me and my girlfriend at the same time both heard this glass shatter and woke up and went, what's this glass? And, and then it wasn't there. And that didn't freak you out as much as... Well, yeah. it's probably just... It was d- probably, I think, well, I, I did work out it was probably a metallic penguin falling over or expanding in the heat. This is... <laughs> <laughs> that was my... Oh, I'm not even going to unpack that. I'm not going near it. No, I don't, I'm not going to ask. What's the... Uh, no, because so I, no, I want I think, to... I think you can totally not believe in ghosts mm. and also absolutely think there's something in the cupboard that just needs to be shut. The door needs yeah, to be yeah, shut. Yeah, you need yeah. to check under bed yeah. and that's... Fine. And those things are not. Are not I don't. I haven't done it. For, and now I'm weirdly not scared of these things. Right. Um, I don't know why, but yeah, I'm not really. I wouldn't go into. If somebody told me this is a famously haunted attic. Right. Go in there with the lights off. I would be reluctant. Okay. But um, I don't have to sleep with the lights on or check under my bed for. Right. Well, to be honest, now I am currently um, living on a mattress directly on the floor. In a clown Which college. maybe that's a yeah. <laughs> which so maybe which many would say is like the scariest place to say. Maybe it's preventative. If you put your mattress on the floor, there's nothing under it, unless it's a very oh. very thin ghost. Oh my god! The like ghost a two-dimensional of a, ghost. A ghost of some origami. <laughs> maybe it's Flat Stanley. Do you remember Flat Stanley? I do remember Flat Stanley. Yeah. Oh, Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley as a clown is the scariest <laughs> mental image I've ever conjured. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally checking my cupboards for ghost clown Flat Stanley. Hocus Pocus then. Yeah. So, was it... It was the monsters, and it was the witches, and it was... It's, I mean, they're, they're visually horrible looking. I've never seen the film. I have to... But, you know, I'm going to watch it. I wanted to watch it last night and I didn't have time. They, um, they, they've got sort of pointy chipmunky teeth. Yes. And they look horrible. Not as yes. terrifying as Angelica Houston in The Witches, which is the oh. best terrifying... Oh, sorry, yeah. did I just trigger something? Yeah, you know, I just... This is this is a strange thing though. Like there were scared. Like as a kid, I remember watching Beetlejuice many years before. Mm. I, I like begging my mum to let me watch it. Finally, she did. It's just that. a laugh, though, isn't it? Really. Well, I'm watching everything. Oh well, that's he's a massive snake. Why wasn't I scared of that? And um, because and, you love him and the witches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah. everyone loves Beetlejuice. Yeah. Even as a big snake, you kind of want him to win. Yeah. He's yeah, never going to die at the end of the film Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's true. Even though he should, because he's baddie. Mm. What I mean is, can you be scary? 
Oh, oh, I know they're asking me. Can I be scary? What do you think of this? <laughs> you like it? Your third thing. Do you understand this one? This one, totally. Oh, absolutely. okay, fine, good, good. This good. one, G- well, I understand all irrational fears. Yeah. You know, this is why I'm okay. the perfect person to host this because so- someone can convince me of some- why something is freaky in about four seconds if yeah, they yeah, yeah. I- if I watch a bit of it and I know it mm. freaks them out. Alice Lowe convinced me the buttons are the most terrifying thing on earth. <laughs> she chose buttons. Really? And as soon as she started dis- discussing it, I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, you're completely right. Uh, They're small. They're actually out the corner of their eye. They've got eyes. Yes. They've kind of got faces. And they're dirty. Your third thing. Geese. Yeah. Tell me everything about geese. I'm pretty scared of geese. They're fucking terrifying. Well, I would go. I run through a park which has geese in it. Mm-hmm. You move around in a kind of gang. So a gaggle, I believe that is called. Uh, yes, yes, a kind of gang, a gaggle, a, a gaggle. gaggle of geese. Is it a gaggle of geese? Is a that the actual yeah, proper? Yeah. Oh. yeah. And what is a murder of crows or a business of crows? What's in a murder? Murder of crows. Business of. Don't know. Pride of lions. Pride. Uh, <laughs> Collective nouns. I don't know. Uh, bunch of witches. Oh, there's some good ones, isn't there? And I, uh, I, if I'd known that Gaggle would have got such a response, I'd have. An arsehole of bell ends. Nice. A bolus of wankers. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, and I run in shorts, no matter what time of the year. Well, it is, no wonder the geese are coming out Because I don't see why. <laughs> I don't see why um, I should wear anything more than shorts when running. So I'm, it's not just to a lesser extent. I'm scared of little dogs. I've no fear of big dogs. I like big dogs. I had a Labrador as a kid and an Alsatian, which is a massive, scary dog enemies. It's totally fine. Uh, and pugs, fine, sausage dogs. But terriers, the little yappy bastards, uh-huh. they run after me to try and eat my shins when running. <laughs> and you s- and the owners are close, so you don't really feel like you can kick the dog. And I'm in France and I don't speak French that well, so I oh, can't... Oh, so this is the park in France? Yeah, this is the park so in France. French They're French geese. Oh, fucking hell, they would have beat up themselves. Le onc, le onc, le onc. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, my shins are a general, but, but geese. I'm more scared of geese. They're always in a different part of the park. So I'll think, oh, good, there's no geese today. And then get to a certain point around the lake and realise, oh, they've just been waiting here in the (laughs) middle of the path when there's no alternative route unless I run through that huge puddle and Mm. take a a 50-metre detour to get by them, which I will do rather than run through a crowd of geese. So, in a way, the geese are helping your health. Well, no, but they're not... But they get my shoes dirty, and then the, when I go to the gym, they frown upon the mud that I'm bringing in. Wow. And we have long conversations in French but about how this isn't okay, but, well, I'll wipe them a bit, and is this all right? And what is, what right. is French for, uh, I apologise to my dirty trainers, I was frightened by a goose? Uh, it's Désolé, and then a series of... <laughs> <laughs> series of points. Series of points. <laughs> <laughs> Noises. Well, no, hang on. Okay. Désolé uh, pour mes chaussures. Uh, <laughs> mes <laughs> Mais, uh, monsieur, je peux uh, take les chaussures uh, off no, mes pieds. That's uncanny. That's mm. so In the end, they just let me wear them because it's too... Yeah, yeah too yeah. painful. Uh, so... Yeah, geese are horrible. Have I you, really have you they ever, make such they noise. Ever, I've never yeah. been attacked by a goose. Right. Two years ago, but the threat is real. Two three years ago, I was doing a show, a comedy show, uh, a kind of comedy quiz, um, and uh, the un- the humble quest for universal genius, which is a funny sounds comedy good. quiz. I don't know. That and good. I like as quiz. part of it, they showed this video, which I either a compilation he made or a video I found on YouTube of goose attacks. Fucking hell! <laughs> which was just. Innocent, as far as we know, people walking through apparently deserted paths and geese coming out of nowhere to attack them, uh, honking, waving their 
big old feathery arms or wings, as they're oh, called. No, they're arms. arms. No, they're too big and, for wings. And you could tell that they always cut these before you saw the actual impact because it wouldn't be broadcastable, I assume. One thing that would be nice about this podcast is if it was cathartic in some yes. way, but I don't feel like your, I don't feel like we treated these issues with the reverence. Is your <laughs> advice for me when you yeah. said, "Would you ever run with your arms flailing through a crowd of geese?" Are you telling me to do that? I think the way that you dealt with your obvious clown terror, your "I'm going to be a clown forever" terror, oh, yeah. is to go and join clown school, which yeah. is a big move. <laughs> like not many people would do that. Right. I think this could be your. Well, no, because surely my obvious terror of geese would mean that I would then train to become a goose <laughs> wouldn't it and I guess it doesn't could, quite logically follow I was look, never learn to break someone's arm yeah that's the thing you could do can geese break arms oh well swans can it's, surely well, geese are even well, worse well I've never seen a swan do it they hiss you can oh. learn to hiss more <laughs> and on that point <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Johnny Roberts thank uh, you can see you at Sarah <laughs> from, <laughs> from the 4th to the 9th of April well yeah <laughs> it's very good. So that was John Luke Roberts. He's great. Uh, go and see his show uh, from April the 4th uh, at the Soho Theatre. It's called Stood Add Up. And as I say, it's ace. Next week, my guest is the fantastic stand up comedian and writer Daniel Ward. If you've not had sex before the age of 22, it's nothing to be ashamed of. When I left university at 22, I hadn't had sex. Though the nearest I had got to sex was wanking a man into a bin. <laughs> Me and Daniel sat down and we talked about stage fright uh, with the R. White's lemonade advert, which is terrifyingly creepy to a whole generation of kids. And we also talked about something that I am genuinely a bit scared to say out loud here under this duvet on my own. So... It was a mind scramble. Yeah! <laughs> uh, the Fear was produced by Gavin Murphy. The theme music was by Tim Bazell. You can rate and review the show on iTunes. And why not follow us on Twitter? It's at The Fear Podcast. You can suggest guests you'd like to hear in future episodes. And it'd be great to hear from you. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.